Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. I want to share with you a word today that while it is a message, while it is an encouragement, while it is an admonition for us in this moment, I want you to understand that it's only part one of two. And this is today's message is a little bit of a lead up, even though it is a message in itself, it's a little bit of a lead up for next week. So I definitely want you to be prayed up and to come with expectant hearts next week, believing for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen? Amen. Amen. So... Uh, do that, but today we're gonna we're gonna share with you a word. And uh, before we do that, I want to tell you just be in prayer this week, throughout this week. Uh, many of you have probably seen uh, the pictures already this morning. If you haven't, you've at least heard the announcements and stuff on the uh, videos here Sunday mornings that we have a team that left early this morning, departed for Costa Rica, and uh, to carry on some uh, missions work there. So be uh, holding them in your prayers this week as they have opportunities presented them uh, to be the light and to share the gospel and uh, just pray God's strength and wisdom for them. Amen? Amen. Well, I want to talk to you about the hardest part. The hardest part in, in life most of the time. Do you know what it is? Waiting. Waiting. It's, it's show of hands who likes to wait. <laughs> That's right. I, I, I anticipated as much, I expected as much that if there's anything that I hate, and to go King James on you, yea, loathe entirely. It's to hate. It's to wait. Waiting. Waiting seems to us an exercise in futility and frustration. And the reality is that waiting is something with which all of us are very familiar. We all wait. We, we wait, oh my goodness, I cast my memories back. I can, I can remember finding out that Pastor Lisa was expecting our kids and then, and then the wait. We, we get ready for a meal and it's time to eat and the wait. When I was, when I was a kid, the longest span of time on the calendar was between Thanksgiving Day and Christmas. It was the wait, man. I wore the pages out on the Sears catalog. Just waiting. Anticipation, just waiting. Parents, you parents, God bless you. God bless you. I pray for you as you wait in the school pickup line. And some of you people that go at 1 p.m., God bless you too. I mean, I don't understand that. But anyway. Workers wait for the weekend. Families wait for vacation. Stoplights. Can we talk about stoplights? I, I need some therapy this morning because 
stoplight. We, we wait at the stoplights. And, and let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Ooh. When I have to set Lee at a red light and there's no oncoming traffic from any direction, oh, it's just, just, like, just like waiting at the red light with no oncoming traffic. Doesn't it seem like a lot of our waiting is needless? As we're moving through life, we just, we wait. We wait and we, and we talk about this. This is a familiar concept in the body of Christ. It's a familiar concept in the church that we wait on the Lord. We wait on the Lord. We talk about waiting on the Lord. And I've got to tell you something. Sometimes in life, even in, even in major situations, sometimes as I'm waiting on the Lord, I feel like I'm waiting at a traffic signal with no oncoming traffic. There's, there's nothing I can see in any direction. There's nothing that's posing a hazard. I mean, do we just have to sit here for the formality of sitting here? Or is there a reason, Lord, that we're sitting in this place? I want to walk you through that because while it is the hardest part, I believe that as we study the Word and we study the concept of waiting before the Lord, we'll find out that waiting can be and often is a very beneficial exercise for you and I as believers. I, you know, the, the truth is that waiting is hard and the longer we have to wait, often the harder it becomes. And most people, myself included, hate waiting because we live in a society of instant gratification. We, we live, in, a, we live in, a, in many instances, we have just absolutely eliminated the need to wait. How many advertisements have you seen just in your moving around town that are centered on or geared to the idea that you don't have to wait? If you'll download our app, you can get preferential seating. If you will order ahead, you can skip the line. Right? So, so we've got all these marketing constructs and models that are centered around the idea that you don't have to wait. And can I tell you something? That is amazing. I utilize those things as much as I can. I lean on those devices as much as I can because I hate waiting. But can I tell you something? The concepts are not translatable to the kingdom. It doesn't matter how fast-paced our world becomes. It doesn't matter how instantaneous we can receive anything in this life that we want to receive. That is not the economy of God's kingdom. It's not. We have, we have on-demand entertainment. We're able to get movies instantly. We have lightning-fast access to information through the Internet. And seldom are we ever encouraged to save up to buy anything, but rather we're told that for four easy payments of $39.95, we can get it today. Right? We can have it right now. And, and all of these things pull at the fabric of society and they stem from an unwillingness or an uneasiness in waiting. And it's not just in this life, it's not just in the world, but even in scriptures, oftentimes we're instructed. The instruction of the word for you and I is that we wait. 
But this is what I want you to understand. And if you don't get anything else, now I'm not inviting you to check out here, but I'm, I'm just saying, if you don't get anything else from today's message, I want you to get this line. So often, our waiting is about much more than the passage of time. It's about God preparing us for what's ahead. It's, it's the conditioning of our heart. It's the renewing of our mind. It's the strengthening of our resolve. It's the building of our faith. Not only are we instructed in, in the scripture to wait, but we'll often find that we reach places and points in our lives that not only are we instructed, but life demands that we wait. And if we don't wait, there are penalties to be paid. There are penalties to be paid for not waiting. We might call it the stupid tax. We will pay it if we move too fast, if we get too far ahead of God, if we think that in our wisdom we know better than God and we begin to move on that, there will be a price to be paid. Embarrassment, actual costs, Loss of substantial means. Haste, haste is often expensive and painful. Trust me, I know. You don't even have to try it, I can tell you. And if you're waiting today, you're not alone. If you're waiting today, you're not alone. But I want to tell you something. If you are waiting, there's a great benefit of waiting. as, As much as it grates against the carnal nature and and our desire for instant gratification there's a great benefit in waiting you know the best things they say in life are, are worth waiting for and our problem is that we desire to have the benefit of God's blessing but seldom want to wait for them Wednesday evening at our Unite Prayer and Worship Emphasis, I mentioned that one of the most popular songs on the radio when I was a teenager was a song entitled Unanswered Prayers. And, and in this song, the, the songwriter goes on to talk about how that, you know, some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. And I, I've always just kind of had a little check in my spirit when I hear that because I, I personally don't believe in unanswered prayer. I don't. I I think there's an obstinance in us as human beings that if we ask for something and God says no, we don't want to hear it, so we just say, well, God hasn't answered it. No, he, he answered it. As you, listen to the, as you listen to the lyric of the song even, I believe it confirms that. That the answer, it was not that it didn't come, it's that it came and it was no. And we just, we don't like to hear no. So we just say, well, there was, it was, no, I believe God answers prayers. And I believe God answers prayers in three ways. I, I believe that when we pray according to the word of the Lord and we ask anything according to his will in the name of Jesus, he will say yes. 
And then I believe there are times that in our infinite of, infinites of wisdom, we, we just get down before the Lord and we begin to instruct God on what we need him to do and how we need him to move and what he ought to do and what we would do if we were in his position. And God says, no. And then I believe there are some times that we ask God for certain things and, and they're right. The thing is right, but we're not ready. The thing is right, but we're not ready. And God neither says yes or no. He just simply says, not yet. Not yet. And I, I, believe, I believe as I've been in times of prayer, I've heard all of the above. I believe I've heard God give me a solid, just a hard no. I believe I've heard God say yes. And I know moreover, I have heard God say, not yet. Not yet. Just, just not quite yet. And, and you know, God, God will say yes when we pray according to his will. He'll say no if, we, if it's not for us, and he will say that not yet. And I think sometimes that's often the most difficult answer to hear. Because when, when we're praying and God says no, when we get that resonance in our spirit that God has said no, then we are released from the anticipation of the thing because we understand it ain't coming. And we're freed then to move on. We're freed then to, to just go to the next thing or whatever it is because we understand that the Lord's answer to our prayer is no. Or when God says yes, we're immediately gratified as, as the answer is yes. But, but when we hear God say not yet, rather than have the release of the burden or to have the instant gratification of the yes, we are left in the anticipation of waiting as God says not yet. Are you with me? And, and when we hear that, what we say, we, we try to humanize things. And we try to get God on the, on the level of our understanding and we just simply make it a, a timetable issue. And we say, well, well our, often our timetables and God's may be radically different. And as I said earlier, oftentimes waiting has less to do with the passage of time and everything to do with our preparedness for what God wants to release in our lives next or where he wants to take us moving forward. And our, our timetables are often different than God's because we think we're ready and God knows we're not. We think we're ready, and God knows we're not. We've been praying about a financial breakthrough. We can almost feel the relief it would bring, but God knows that where we are right now, if he was to give us increase, we'd only know how to waste on a grander scale than we already are. That hurt. But it's true. If some of us, we've just been praying, oh God, bless me, bless me, bless me, Lord, indeed. You know, we, we've got that song in our head and stuck in our spirit, and, and we just, we waste and waste and waste and waste and waste. And God knows that the minute that he entrusts more to us, we're just going to waste on a bigger scale because we're not ready. 
We've been waiting on a promotion at work. We think we're ready, but, you know, we've got the experience. We've put in the time. We're next in the hierarchy. It should have been us, all these things. But God knows that we haven't learned yet how to give him our anxious thought. And when that responsibility is added to us, it would crush us, and God's keeping us from it. We've been praying about a particular relationship, but God knows that we haven't healed from the last one and he's got the right person, but he doesn't want it to be ruined by the baggage that you're going to bring into the situation. So he says, not now. But waiting, waiting can produce so much fruit. It, it builds certain aspects of our character. Waiting, waiting can cause poor components of our character to be challenged, to be shaken, and perhaps ultimately under the anointing of the Holy Spirit to be crushed. Waiting can also have a positive effect in that we often find new virtues that we were perhaps lacking. Waiting shapes our perspectives. Have you ever had a moment that... that Something happened and you had one point of view, but after a season of waiting, you reflected on it entirely different. It's like when it first happened, you were just, something happened to you, and when it first happened to you, you were just like absolutely bent out of shape. I mean, you were tore up from the floor up. You were ready to give somebody a piece of your mind like you had an abundance of it to be go throwing around. And the Holy Spirit's word to you in the moment was, And the next day, you were so glad that you obeyed the voice of the Lord because it turns out that after you'd had a minute to think about it and wait and just calm down, it wasn't as big of an issue as you thought it was. Then on the flip side of that, there are times that, that we begin processing things and we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting for guidance. We're waiting for direction from the Lord. And as we begin to, as we begin to wait on the Lord for direction, there, there, there begins to rise up in us and say, you know what, I, I knew that caught my attention. I knew when I recognized this, there was a quickening in my spirit. But as I've been waiting on the Lord, I've not found a release, but actually I've found a resolve. I've found a strength of will that's going, and, and with that I have found the wisdom to address the issue and I know now I've woke up this morning I'm more resolute than I ever was before that I'm going to get to the bottom of this thing right so so we we wait we wait we wait and there's a there's a value in waiting something happens to us when we as we assess our situation outside the context of our immediate emotional response as we wait even then our value system adjusts you ever had your value system adjust as, as you were waiting? It's like in the waiting, we learned that we didn't need some things as badly as we maybe thought we did. Often by the time we get the resources to have the things that we wanted, we have also realized that we don't need them. Maybe, maybe you've been calling out to God because you're convinced that you need something so badly, some material thing, some core career advancement. And in the waiting, God is often trying to show us that what we need more than we need any of that is a greater measure of his presence in our lives. And he's trying to move us from carnality to the kingdom. 
He's trying to move us from a carnal mindset that is, is, is at enmity against God to a kingdom mindset that is in line with where God's trying to lead us and move us. Waiting helps build spiritual maturity. We, waiting helps build our faith. When we, when we wait on God to move or to deliver, it helps us gain a new level of trust in Him. Whether we like it or not, waiting is a part of the faith-building process. And God often lets us wait to help us build our faith. Again, remember, it's not as much about the... It's not as much about the... Prepare, the too many peas in this sentence coming up here, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's not as much about the passage of time as it is about our preparedness to enter into what God has for us. The waiting, the waiting. God's not just standing there with a cosmic stopwatch going, oh, it's just about time. I think I've taunted them long enough. No, no, he's looking at your life and he's saying, are you prepared? Are you ready? Have you allowed the Spirit of the Lord to transform you? Have you been in the Word? Have you been renewing your mind? Is your perspective shifted? Are you ready for this added blessing? Are you, are you ready? Are, are the thing that you're believing for, the thing that you're waiting on God for, are you at a point where if He drops His blessing on you, it's not going to crush you, but you'll be able to stand under the weight of His blessing and His glory being poured out in your life? It's waiting. It's waiting, 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 waiting. You know, I thought about, I thought about beginning this service. Pastor Trey and I tossed ideas back and forth all week. I said, you know what? I think I'm just going to stand off on the side stage for like the first two minutes. And you guys can stare at me and I'll stare at you. And just, I'm going to make you wait. Waiting helps us build spiritual maturity. Wait, waiting helps us grow sometimes in ways that nothing else could. Just people have an expectation. People have an expectation that something's going to happen to them one day in an instant. And, and let, me, let me qualify this statement. Let me just clarify. I do believe in instantaneous life change. Like transformation I, I do believe in that I believe in instant transformation I do not believe in instant maturation I, I do believe that in a moment that that under the anointing of the Holy Spirit you can go from bound to free from lost to found from blind to having sight I, I believe that I really do but I do not believe that that is how maturation takes place. Spiritual maturity. And people have an expectation that something's going to happen to them one day in an instant. But more often our spiritual life is a series of moments, not a singular event. And when we come to go know God, begin to know God on a deeper level. It's, it's day by day, it's moment by moment. Waiting on the Lord, waiting on the Lord, waiting, trusting trusting and waiting on the Lord waiting tests our resolve waiting tests our patience waiting tests our faith and no one enjoys their faith being stretched but the truth is that we need faith stretching moments to learn a greater dependence on God waiting helps us develop patience 
And that's all I'm going to say about that. God desires that we become increasingly mature in our faith. God, God wants us to become mature in our walk with him. God wants us to grow and mature in our likeness of Christ. And, and the maturing process requires that we have times of waiting. We have times of waiting. We want to grow. We want to be fruitful. James chapter 5 says this, Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and the latter rain. Waiting develops hope. Hope. Hope helps us get through the waiting and our wait can seem never-ending at times but we wait in the midst of trial and trouble and tragedy and the fact is that hope gets us through the moments that the, the wait, when the wait gets too long, hope gives us a new focus that allows us to keep looking to God and looking forward to the promise of heaven. Waiting gives us the opportunity to exercise hope and how many of you know that, that things of, of that nature, those spiritual fruits in our lives are like also like spiritual spiritual muscles and muscles that are not exercised will atrophy and grow weak and God puts us in seasons of waiting where we can flex those muscles and have them grow as we lean on him and draw strength from him in the seasons of waiting <laughs> waiting allows us to put our hope into use and put it into practice we we don't like to wait but it often reminds us that better things are coming both in this life and in heaven. We, without the opportunity to exercise our hope again, it becomes weak and it starts to fade. And sometimes God just allows us to wait to build our level of hope. Lamentations chapter 3, the writer says, The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Waiting, waiting in faithful anticipation is a great sign of faith. Psalm 27, beginning in verse 13, reads this way, and it says, I, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of God and the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Waiting on God requires that we trust in Him. Our strength flows from the depths of our faith and, our great, and, and the greater that, that we place our trust in God, the deeper our faith grows. And when we're willing to wait on God, it shows that we're living by faith and that then we will be asked to walk by faith and we'll reap the benefit of living by faith in our lives. We may not understand why God makes us wait. Huh? Why he doesn't move faster. You ever, you ever ask that? God, why don't you move faster? Let me, let me answer this for you. Why doesn't God move faster? Because God does not consider time in the linear progression as we do. We're, we're just, we are marking the passing of time and God is marking the development of kingdom purpose in our lives. It's, it's not about time to God. God is eternal. It's about purpose. And he has a purpose for you. 
time, honestly, I believe often, and the passage of time and how much time, I believe oftentimes is more incumbent upon us than it is God. Because I believe we wait sometimes needlessly and we wait longer because we don't exercise obedience in the waiting. We can't do anything more than complain about the fact that we don't have instant gratification. When all the time, God is trying to bring about and work a greater purpose in our lives. And we've got to recognize that. We've got to realize that because God is always right on time because his timing is perfect and he works in ways that we don't see. We, We say that God will do things when he's ready and not a moment sooner as the expression, as an expression of God's sovereignty. And and I do believe that's true, but I, I believe that leads us to a a vague understanding really of what it means to wait on God because I don't again I don't just think God's just standing there with the cosmic stopwatch you know waiting for just the exact right mark of time I believe God's standing there observing our lives waiting for the mark of maturity waiting for the mark of preparedness and and I believe more often God does things when we're ready he's ready when we're ready do you believe that I I believe that God is ready when we're ready oftentimes now I do I know there are issues of timing when God works things out sequentially and it's just right and it, it, it couldn't have been any sooner it couldn't have been any later but I believe as a general rule more often God does things when we're ready because he's ready for kingdom purpose to be brought to fruition in our lives. Is that you following? If you're waiting, I want you to remember the word of the psalmist from Psalm 130, and you can stand. I want you to remember these words, though, from the psalmist in Psalm 130 that says this. The psalmist says, Matter of fact, I don't have all of it in my notes, guys, so I'm going to back up to the beginning of the chapter here, and you can catch up with me when we get there. But he says, out of the depths. And you know, sometimes when we're waiting, it's it's a struggle to wait, isn't it? The the times that we are most desperately waiting on the Lord, it it seems like a deep place, like a, a dark moment in life when we're just like, God, where are you? Lord, and, and the adversary is, is coming on strong and he's trying to convince us that God's forgotten us and God's incapable and he's not worried about this thing and, and just trying to pour all this, all this garbage into our spirit and, and it just seems like we're in the depths. And the psalmist said, out of the depths I have cried to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. And then in verse 5 he says, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word I do hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning." Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. I I believe when we see things repeated in Scripture, it's for emphasis. 
So the two things that are being emphasized here is the psalmist says, look, I, I'm looking to God. I'm looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. I'm looking to the only one who can supply my need. And I'm looking with the vigilance and the anticipation of a night watchman. Now we don't, that, that takes a little explanation for us in this generation because we don't, we don't live in walled cities and maybe we don't understand the full context of this but there were some very important people in that ancient time who, who their post was to, to sit on the watchman's tower on the wall during the night and what they were watching for and what they were waiting for was the advance of any adversarial movements towards the city. And they were to watch with, with a, a keen awareness of what was going on. And it, it just, it was tiring and it was taxing because they were, they were watching and they were waiting and they were observing. And, and, and just the, the morning, the dawning of day was a welcome reprieve to the task of the night. It was a time when they were finally going to get some relief. It was a time when they were going to finally get off shift and maybe get some much needed rest or some much needed nourishment. But as through the night they'd been, they'd been waiting and they'd been watching and they'd been vigilant and they'd been unable. And David says, I'm waiting on the Lord with that kind of tenacity. I'm waiting on the Lord with that kind of expectation that there's a moment coming not too far off when the wait's going to be over over and I know that my relief is coming and I know that my answer is going to be dawning as the light of the morning and I'm just believing God for a mighty outpouring and I'm believing God for a breakthrough in my life and I'm waiting I'm waiting yes more than those who watch for the morning I wait for the Lord and in his word do I hope I want you to grab that phrase there in his word do I hope you understand that so oftentimes when we're waiting our hope is in a circumstantial change we're waiting for situations around us to change and we're just we're trusting that something around us is going to change but but what really needs to be our focus in the moment of waiting is in the promises of the Lord in the truth of the word hey I know that no weapon formed against me is gonna prosper it doesn't say that weapons aren't gonna be formed the, the promise of the word is that when I pass through the waters they will not overtake me it doesn't say that I'm not gonna have to pass through when it, when it says that I'll pass through the fire and it won't be kindled on me it doesn't say that I won't pass through it just says that I won't get burned so wait on the Lord. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Look to the Lord with great expectation because He is the rest and He is the supply. And I want to tell you something. As hard as it is, as difficult as this is to receive, I want to tell you something. We all strive for the mountaintop. And it is a wonderful, wonderful place. But I'm telling you that from the mountaintop, the valley, the valley of waiting, 
the valley of confusion, the valley of not knowing what's going on and why and all the questions that we demand answers to when we're waiting, from the mountaintop, that place has a very different view and we begin to see that those were the times when we met most intimately with God, when He ministered most deeply in our spirit, when we grew the most dynamic in our faith and in our walk with the Lord. Don't despise the day of waiting. Don't despise the seasons when God is trying to take you to some deeper place in the Spirit and trying to prepare you for a greater outpouring of His blessing and favor in your life. Wait. I know it's the hardest part. I know it's the hardest part. But wait. Wait with gladness. Wait with patience. Wait with hopeful anticipation. Wait. We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.